Go ahead and keep your Bibles open to Jeremiah chapter 42. We're going to continue reading from there here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to call your attention to what we just read and what the people of Judah said when they went to Jeremiah and they asked Jeremiah to pray to God on their behalf. What did they say when they went to him? Jeremiah, we need you, the prophet of God, to to entreat to God, to speak to God on our behalf, and whatever he says, we're going to do it. We we want God's instructions here. We want to know what God wants for us to do. And whatever he says, we're ready. We're going to do it. We are ready to respond to whatever God says. But Jeremiah, we need God's direction. That's what they said. Let's pick up the reading in verse number 8, and let's continue to see how this plays out. Then he called Johanahan, the son of Kareah, all the captains of the forces which were with him, and all the people, from the least even to the greatest, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me, to present your petition before him. If you will still remain in this land, then I will build you and not pull you down. I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought upon you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord, for I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. And I will show you mercy, that he may have mercy on you, and cause you to return to your own land. Let's pause there for just a moment. Now in the context of this chapter and where we are in Jeremiah, Babylon, that was mentioned here in this text, was besieging Jerusalem. This was a nation that was laying waste to everyone and everything in their path. They were taking control wherever they wanted control. And they had set their sights now on Jerusalem. And the people, understandably so, were concerned about this. What, what do we do? That's, that's what led to the question that they asked. What does God want us to do? Does he want us to stay here in Jerusalem? Does he want us to leave? What, is, what does God want us to do? do. Well, Jeremiah did what they asked, and he talked to God on their behalf, and God answered Jeremiah, and Jeremiah relayed God's answer to the people, and that answer was, you stay put in Jerusalem. And if you stay put in Jerusalem, and you follow God's direction, He will build them up. He will not let them be destroyed. He will relent. That's the word that was used there. God answered their question. All right, let's continue. Verse number 13. But if you say we will not dwell in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord your God, saying, no, but we will go to the land of Egypt where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor be hungry for bread, 
and there we will dwell. Then hear now the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, If you wholly set your faces to enter Egypt and go to dwell there, then it shall be that the sword which you feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. The famine of which you were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there you shall die. So shall it be with all the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to dwell there. They shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. And none of them shall remain or escape from the disaster that I will bring upon them. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, As my anger and my fury have been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so will my fury be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. And you shall be an oath, an astonishment, a curse, and a reproach, and you shall see this place no more. The Lord has said concerning you, O remnant of Judah, do not go to Egypt. Now skip down to the beginning of verse number four, or chapter 43 in verse number 1. Now it happened when Jeremiah had stopped speaking to all the people, all the words of the Lord their God, for which the Lord their God had spoken to them, that Azariah, the son of Hosiah, Johanahan, the son of Kareah, and all the proud men spoke, saying to Jeremiah, You speak falsely. The Lord our God has not sent you to say, Don't go to Egypt, to dwell there. But Baruch, the son of Neriah, has set you against us to deliver us into the hands of the Chaldeans, that they may put us to death or carry us away captive to Babylon. So Johanahan, the son of Korea, all the captains of the forces and all the people would not obey the voice of the Lord to remain in the land of Judah. Sometimes you just read something and you're like, I just don't get it. Why'd they even ask? Why did they even go to Jeremiah and ask him, hey, go, go ask God, what he wants us to do about this. Does he want us to stay in Jerusalem? Does he want us to flee to Egypt? Go ask God for us so that we can hear what he wants us to do. It didn't matter what Jeremiah said. Because the people of Judah weren't actually seeking direction from God. They were seeking validation for what they had already made up their minds that they were going to do. Now, we'll reference it a little later on this morning. But as you might expect, this doesn't end well for the people of Judah. Because God does exactly what he told them he was going to do. When they left Jerusalem and they fled to Egypt, a place that had been a safe haven for the people of Israel in the past, when they fled to Egypt and disobeyed God in the process, he did exactly what he said he was going to do. It's a sad story. It's a sad story, but it's an all-too-common reality. That people throughout history have sought validation from God instead of direction. When, when we seek direction, direction is helpful to us. 
we, we have a destination in mind. There, there is somewhere that I am trying to go. There is someone that I am trying to become. There is something that I am trying to accomplish or better myself in. And I seek direction on how to get from where I am to where I want to go. Direction is extremely helpful to us because it helps us get where intellectually we know we need to be. That's, that's direction. Validation, however, is where much of our society and our culture, but again, I'll say it hasn't changed much as we look into the pages of Jeremiah. Our culture has trained us to seek out and desire validation more than direction. It's the social media echo chamber that we find ourselves living in sometimes. Where I am cultivating an image, Jeremy talked about that a couple weeks ago, I'm cultivating an image or I am doing something and then I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait for the thumbs up and I'm going to wait for the hearts and I'm going to wait for the encouraging comments that are validating who I am, what I'm doing. We have turned validation in a lot of ways into a drug. We need it. We seek after it. We desire it. I want to be validated for the decisions that I'm making. I want to be validated for who I am. I want to be validated for how I think. And the world around us supports that. There are algorithms that are finely tuned to encourage that. validation just like any other drug can lead to some very dark places because validation doesn't challenge us to grow it encourages us to stay validation doesn't lead us where we want to be validation keeps us right where we are I think as we consider this idea and we keep the example of Jeremiah 42 and 43 in our minds this morning, there's three areas that I want to call attention to where I think we have to be careful as followers of God to seek direction and not validation. And the first one is in our study of God's word. If you are a serious Bible student and you have given yourself to a lifelong devotion of studying God's Word, you will understand that there are times where you come face to face with teaching from God that's going to challenge preconceived ideas that you may have about life. God challenges us through His Word to grow, to mature. That's direction. He offers direction to us as he challenges us when we open up the pages of his word. And if we are truly seeking direction from the inspired word of God, then we will change throughout our lives. We will change the way that we think about justice, 
for instance. We will change the way we might think about right and wrong. We will change the way we think about sin, about salvation, about love, about mercy. Maybe some preconceived ideas about the family and the home might be challenged through a study of God's word. Preconceived ideas about modesty or worship may be challenged through a study of God's word. Are we seeking direction from God's word? Or are we seeking validation from God's word? Again, when we think about the people of Judah that we've been referencing in Jeremiah chapter 42, they had made their minds up already as to what they were going to do. They just wanted to hear Jeremiah and God say it was okay. That's the only reason they went to Jeremiah and asked him to go talk to God on their behalf. They knew before, during, and after they were going to Egypt. They just wanted Jeremiah to tell them it was okay. They were just seeking validation for what they had already made up their minds to do. That's not faithfulness. That's not trusting in God. Now, they asked the right question. They went to the right source. And from the outside looking in, they may have appeared faithful. But they were only going to appear faithful as long as God's direction matched their intentions. So ask yourself, Many of you have your Bibles open in front of you this morning. If a sincere and honest study of God's word challenges you as to what you have heard, what you have been taught previously, what are you going to do with that? What what, what are you going to do with teaching from the inspired word of God? That, that perhaps goes against societal norms, or perhaps goes against what even your parents may have said in the past, or perhaps goes against a previous church that you attended said. W- what do you do in moments like that? Well, our response in moments like that is going to ter- determine what we are actually seeking. Are we seeking God's direction? Or do we simply want to find the passages that are going to validate what we already believe? Validation is a dangerous thing. A dangerous thing for God's people. Another area in which we have to be careful with this is when we seek counsel from others. We have three elders here at Trader's Point, three men that have have been given authority by God to shepherd the flock here. And as Daryl did at the beginning of our service, oftentimes, rightly so, we pray publicly for them to have wisdom in that leadership, and we pray privately for them to have wisdom in that leadership. We pray for their discernment. As we should. 
But if we seek their counsel, are we looking for direction from them? Meaning we're willing to alter our course? We're willing to take a second look at some of the things that we may be doing? Or are we only going to them in hopes that they're going to validate what we're already thinking, what we're already doing? The same could be said for other people that we seek counsel from, older and more experienced men or women that we trust and that we know to be diligent and serious Bible students and faithful followers of God. And we ask for their advice or we seek their counsel in some way. What if that doesn't line up with what we wanted to hear? How do we respond to that? You see, God has put these people in our lives to be a source of direction for us, to to help us get from where we are to where we need to be. But here's the sad reality that can sometimes occur. Jeremiah was that voice for the people of Judah. God had chosen Jeremiah to be a voice for him among his people. And Jeremiah had time and time again pled with the people on behalf of God to turn from their wrong ways, to turn from their sin and to turn back to God. And God would relent from this time and time again. Jeremiah had been that voice that offered direction to the people. But when there are people who are only seeking validation, Jeremiah was essentially useless. Because you know what happened to Jerusalem? It was destroyed by Babylon. It was destroyed by Babylon. Burned the temple to the ground. Jeremiah was useless to them because they weren't actually seeking direction. And so it is sometimes with our elders, with wise men and women, experienced Bible students. God puts them in our lives to to help us and to give us direction. Don't make them useless. But that's exactly what can happen if we aren't sincerely looking for direction, if we aren't longing to be more than we are today, if we aren't longing to grow and to mature the way that God wants us to, These men and women in our lives that can offer us so much godly direction will be useless. And finally, the last area that I want to consider is in our prayer lives. The people of Judah had already made up their minds, as we've mentioned several times already, that they were going to Egypt. They'd made up their minds about what they were going to do. But they knew, they knew enough to know that asking God was the right thing to do. They knew that. They knew that asking God was the right thing to do. 
They just really wanted the answer to be on their terms. I'm going to step on my own toes a little bit here because I've been guilty of this at times. Where I will pray to God and I will ask God to give me patience. Now that's the part I'll say out loud. (laughs) The part that I won't say out loud and maybe unconsciously feel and think at times is, God, could you kind of hurry up with that? (laughs) I'll, I'll pray out loud. The part that I'll say out loud, you know, God, give me wisdom. The part that I won't say out loud is I'd rather not work too hard for it if we could avoid that. Or God, help me to love sacrificially like you love. But if we could avoid disrupting my life too much, that'd be great. See, I know... (laughs) I know that these are the right things to be asking God for. And I know he's the one who can help me in these areas, to grow in these areas, to be what I want and need to be in these areas. But if I'm not careful, I can allow myself to ask these things of God, but I only want the answer on my terms. That makes our requests to God empty, insincere. The people of Judah said the right things, they made the right request, they went to the right source, they just didn't get the answer that they wanted. And so instead of shaping their actions to meet the direction of God, Because they didn't get the validation that they sought, they got mad and they plowed ahead anyway. If we make requests of God, we have to be willing to not only accept his answer, but also the way that he chooses to answer. The people of Judah, no doubt, recognized when God answered them and told them to stay in Jerusalem, that meant a lot of hardship for them. Jerusalem was in a really difficult spot right now. And while God promised to build them up, and while God promised to deliver them if they turned to him, it was not going to happen today. It wasn't going to happen tomorrow. There were still going to be difficult days ahead for them. Running away seemed a whole lot easier. Like I said, they had found safe haven in Egypt in the past. That sounds like a better solution to me. We can't be the kind of people that go to God, make requests of Him, and then plow ahead with our own will. I referenced this earlier, but look down with me in chapter 44 of Jeremiah. And we get an indication of how this all turned out for the people of Judah. Jeremiah chapter 44, beginning in verse number 12. 
And I will take the remnant of Judah who have set their faces to go into the land of Egypt to dwell there. And they shall all be consumed and fall in the land of Egypt. They shall be consumed by the sword and by famine. They shall die from the least to the greatest. By the sword and by famine, they shall be an oath, an astonishment, a curse, and a reproach. For I will punish those who dwell in the land of Egypt as I have punished Jerusalem by the sword by famine, and by pestilence, so that none of the remnant of Judah who have gone into the land of Egypt to dwell there shall escape or survive, lest they return to the land of Judah to which they desire to return and dwell, for none shall return except those who escape. Pretending to seek direction while seeking validation for our own thoughts does not turn out well when it comes to God. He, he offers us the direction that we need. He, he gives us people in our lives to help guide us from where we are to where we should be. He gives us, as children of His, the opportunity to approach His throne and to talk to the Creator of the universe and to make requests of Him. But if all we're seeking are the answers that we want to hear, those requests are empty. And we too will fall victim to the punishment of God. Because he is a God of his word. He is a righteous God. He is a just God. So I want to ask you as we close this morning, we think about where we stand right now before God. When Jesus speaks of the reality of the judgment, for instance, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 and 37. And he speaks of eternal paradise and torment in Luke chapter 16 with the story of the rich man and Lazarus. God speaks of the reality that one day all of us will stand before him in judgment. And he speaks of the reality of heaven and hell and the eternity that awaits in each. What do you do with that? What do, you, what do you do with that if that challenges your preconceived ideas of the afterlife? What, what do you do with that? What about when Jesus speaks of God's love and his desire for all men to believe on him and to be saved? In John 3 and verse 16. And then Peter commands all of those who have that desire to be saved to be baptized for the remission of their sins in Acts 2, 38 and 39. What do you do with that? What do you do with that if that challenges preconceived ideas of salvation? How do you, how do you respond to that? 
Well, the way that we respond to that is going to determine whether we are seeking direction from God's word and we have the humility and the desire to mold ourselves around what God has said or whether we are seeking validation for what we already believe. When the Bible speaks of the importance of refraining from sin, and being able, through the power and the grace and the mercy of God, to overcome temptation. How do we respond to that? The way that we respond every time we look into God's Word is going to answer the question that we've been talking about all morning as to what our intentions are. And in order to truly be the type of people that are seeking godly direction, we have to humble ourselves. We have to be willing to admit to ourselves that that maybe I was wrong about this. Maybe I misunderstood this. I, I need to look to God for the direction that I need in my life to be the kind of person that he wants me to be, the one who created me. He is the true and only source of direction that can lead me closer to him and can lead me to be more like him. It takes a level of humility to admit that but all of us all of us whether you're reading the bible for the first time or whether you've read it for 60 or 70 years we all need to have that level of humility that if we come face to face with the truth contained in scripture that we are willing and ready to change to meet god's direction for us in our lives and at the end of the day that's the gospel call to, to be more like Christ, to follow his direction, to follow his teaching, and to be the kind of person that God created and designed me to be so that I can have a relationship with him right now that will last for all of eternity. I, I hope and I pray that that's what all of us desire. And I hope and I pray that all of us will be the kind of people that are serious about seeking after God's direction. If you're here this morning and there's anything that we can do to help you with your relationship with God, whether that's being obedient to his will, being baptized for the remission of your sins, or to encourage you, help you, pray for you as you seek to overcome sin in your life, we're here ready and willing to help. So if we can, please come to the front and let us know how as we stand and sing.